Like he had Tevin Campbell, can we talk? He can had we talk? Tony, bro. Can we talk? Uh, for a minute. Uh, a minute. Bro. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna just I'll do that a little bit. I always sing and expect somebody to be like, hey man, it's a nice voice, and that never happens. <laughs> Get your weekly dose of R and R. All right, right back. Put on your seatbelts. Here we go. What up? This is your boy, Doughboy. Kev on stage. And this is another installment of Start It Off to the Front. Watch your forehead, Kevin. Righteous and righteous. We have been chilling. Teddy Riley does not know how the phone and internet works. <laughs> oh, man. So oh, good to be back. Let me, let me plug this in because I don't want to. This is Teddy Riley in the middle of the battle. Yeah. <laughs> you, see, you see it? I didn't see it, man. He had a charger, and he was like, <laughs> his phone started dying in the middle of the battle. And he like, yeah. why y'all let me Give me a charger. Like, sir, why you don't know to have a charger on your own? He was literally like, hey, give me the charger. You know I'm over here with the baby face. Bro, the crazy thing was I didn't even see it. But I, uh, me and Tony had went live on my Instagram, and he reenacted the whole thing, and I felt like I was there. It was the funniest. Bro, Babyface, I saw that. Tony was saying, Tony was like, Babyface, I got these hits. I got these hits. <laughs> Yo, you missed the funny. Well, first, let's say what up to the right pack. Who's let's say what up. Live. Yes, uh, right pack. Patreon. Matter of fact, they had early access to the stage crew mask. Yes. In L.A., it's mandatory that you have to have a mask. And here is the stage crew mask. You can like get it for only $8. I KevOnStage.com, they sold out. Let me tell you what, though. I ordered 100 right? Mm-hmm. Cat, who is like... On it. What is Cat? What do we... Cat needs I a... I am waiting until I have enough money to hire her full-time. Oh, does she know that? No. You told her? I just told her last week. Oh. Cat like Cam, the mask sold out. I'm like, girl, you don't know what you're talking about. I just put the mask up. Because I get an email every time PayPal charge comes through. Uh-huh. So I'm like, Cat. Listen, like Cam, Cat said the mask is out. I'm like, man, Cat don't even know. <laughs> Actually, what I thought is I thought I put the wrong number in. I thought I put 100 in. I only put 10 in. And uh-huh. they were selling quick. And I was like, dang, these, these 10 so quick. Bro, I forgot on Shopify, you only get the notifications on people who buy on PayPal. If people uh, buy on their debit card, you don't, there's no email thing, right? Uh, Bro, I check it, it was 100 orders in like, I don't know, though, maybe 12, 15 minutes. That's minutes top. So I'm like, okay, man, maybe Kat was right. She was right. <laughs> I add another 100, though. I hit my merch guy. I'm like, bro, these hundreds sold out. He's like, don't worry, I got you. Just tell me how much you need. I got you. Bro, I woke up this morning. I put another hundred in. There was 12 masks left. Wow. 12. We sold almost 200. And they look good. They're very aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. People are asking, do they have a filter in them? They don't have a filter. It's not been to be like a health, like, this is my only mask. I need to protect my health. This is more like, 
in LA, you, you have to have a face covering and they don't no. want you to wear surgical masks. They don't want you to wear stuff that's for healthcare people. They just want you to have a cloth covering, which most states are saying that. So this is just like, you want to go to the grocery store, you're going out the house real quick. Like when you couldn't get your food last night because you didn't have a mask on. Right, but no, you even told me about the other uses that you've been using, using it for. You put it on and it just stops you from eating sandwiches because you're greedy. So that's even good there too. It helps for like calorie, you know what I'm saying, deficit. You can't eat now. So you're good, yeah. Bam, um, bam. You, you understand me? You, my nose up. <laughs> I pull up to the scene with my ceiling missing. You understand me? Yo, so we got it all. Oh, but I'm here with the mask on. Boom. No, hold on, dog. Mm. Boom. Dude, that was the fattest thing you've <laughs> ever done. But like he said, shout out to the right pack. They are watching this. If you would like to be, they're watching this on Tuesday. This don't drop until Wednesday. Like he said, they get the drop on stuff early. They get discounted different stuff. They get ex uh, exclusive content. You can't find anywhere. I got a show there called Slept On. Jossie has a show called The Gazi Tapes. They do the 11 Hour After Dark. It's a lot of dope stuff going on. You can join for as low as $5 a month. $5, Buster. KevOnStageStudios.com. Actually, that was not a website at all. Doughboy just kept saying KevOnStageStudios.com, and Joss was like, yo, Doughboy, that's not that's not." <laughs> so I actually <laughs> went and bought KevOnStageStudios.com, and now that does go to the Patreon because Doughboy was just – and actually, Doughboy – let me tell you what. Doughboy <laughs> said the other day, my mistakes have purpose. So when you said KevOnStageStudios.com, I was like, Doughboy, that ain't even no website. Wait a second. Why don't I have KevOnStageStudios.com? I should have been on that, right? So then I was like, actually, Doughboy, thank you for doing that because I should have been on that domain name. And eventually, it'll be a real website. But right now, it's just so when you say that, it'll go – to the Patreon, and actually, your your mistakes have purpose led to our new show called The Debatables, which is airing for free everywhere. But the Patreons get to watch it live. No yes. one was so mad that he lost the Nicki Minaj argument on unpopular opinion that he was like, "I want to debate Tony Baker specifically, and I'll show him. I'm gonna stay up till 4 a.m. I'm gonna do my research, and I'm gonna present an argument." And he lost again. This time, what? <laughs> But we got a good piece of content out of it. So that was the dope thing about it. So, yes, man, sometimes mistakes can be purpose. Mistakes have purpose is a word. If I was still preaching, if I was still a youth pastor, oh, my God. <laughs> mistakes, my God. We got, we got a lot of stuff on the docket, but first I got a curveball. Curveball? Me, me and Tony almost was out of there. No, you know about this. I'm talking. I'm talking about. Oh, the situation. my face was like, "Why are you? <laughs> you saying that I on the live?" No, I cleared it. I cleared it. I'm okay. Oh, I'm like, bro, <laughs> my heart start beating fast. I'm like, you know, I know that she know. Do I? Why? No, no, I'm a high. I got, got my relationship. No, I got, I got clearance. But it, it's a good topic to talk about because the way you helped me through it was so great, and I was like, I can't. We can't be the only couple going through this. So I just wanted to talk to you about it because I feel like it's a good teaching Woo! point for others. In the, and I talked, I talked to Tony. She was like, you don't I have to Because I didn't see her walk in the background or nothing. I was uh, like. No, nah, so listen. So first of all, I be, you know me. I come from Oh, just, there's some people in the right pack who was watching. Somebody said Tony was a legit mad yo on live. Oh, that was something else. I mean, yeah, but it, 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 but it plays into this. That was two days what ago. What the talk? Tell me, tell me. Let's all. talk about it. Okay, oh, so. Oh, yeah. This is, okay. So this is the thing. 
So I think it's, it's important to start here. I don't have great relationship skills. Even though I've been in some longer relationships, like <laughs> I can, I'm not saying I was necessarily good oh, in no, I'm sorry. Somebody in the Patreon said, has it been 84 days already? <laughs> You're trash, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> it was 82 days anyway. So no, so like I don't always have problem solving skills. Like in my self-awareness, I'm starting to learn that about myself. I don't always know how to fix stuff, especially in relationships. But I do know how to break up with people. I'll be like, well, I'm just going to leave and then we can just not be together. That's like my go-to move when it gets too tough. So we were at the house. So this is basically what was happening. We were getting into it like daily. Like we was just getting on each other's nerves. It was just, and, and when I tell, like when I say we get at it, like we don't like argue and yell at each other, but you know, we get, we get in arguments and we be getting smart with each other and then we ignore each other. Like, so it'd be all of that. And that's so, hard in the two bedroom, man, because it's small. It ain't nowhere to go, bro. People it's, it's, to get on each other's nerves. In our old house, it was like, but you can't even walk past her to get to the kitchen. <laughs> like, Man, move. It's too small to be mad in here. We, ain't, I know you. I can feel you're mad from in this room. We both in here, mad. Bro, there's nowhere to go. It's just like it's crazy. It's, you know, it's a it's a smaller apartment, so we were bumping heads on just just different stuff. First, it was the the Nate Jackson um, twerking grannies competition that she got mad at. That was an issue. Then me going live and me responding to somebody that said something crazy. Like it was just a bunch of different. Do you not <laughs> want to go into detail on those Listen, things? We can we can go into detail. It's fine. So I'm I'm going live and I'm reading a bunch of the comments as they are coming up on the thing. And so people are like, I'm like, what's everybody? And you just be honest and tell me if I was wrong. In this I will be honest so, and tell me that you were okay. wrong. So everybody's leaving comments. So a guy's like, hey, man, I'm over here chilling. I'm hanging with my girl. We drinking on Henny. All right, cool. So I read out that comment. Then somebody else is like, oh, I'm chilling. I'm making some tacos. So I'm reading the comments from different people. Some girl says, hey, I have an OnlyFans page that you should join. And so I just read it because it was a comment. I'm like, Oh, she has her OnlyFans page. She can join. All right. That's, that's, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. She done come out the back room. She done come out the back room. She's doing her hair and she came out here. You want to get on camera with the hair? I already told them I was breaking my hair. Okay. Okay. So, so she came out of the back So the girl said that, right? And so I'm like, okay, that girl has her OnlyFans. All right, cool. And then... She said something again. She says, I'm sitting in my thong listening to music. Now, you pause right there. Is Melissa still in the room? Girl, I'm listening. Oh, no. No, boy. Girl. She said, girl, in her answer. Girl, I'm listening. <laughs> so, but listen, but let me finish. Let me finish. So I literally just read it. Acknowledge in that a chick was sitting in her thong. So now I'm wrong. Kevin and Melissa, I'm wrong for saying, Anthony, I will punch you in your head on his live. So I'm wrong? No. Y'all, okay, get okay, out okay, of okay, here. Okay, okay, so look, so look, so look. So that happens, right? So I just say that. So at this point, I don't know that she's really mad So because she just walks out. So she's not necessarily <laughs> mad at that point. So she just walks out. So I'm thinking, oh, it wasn't really that serious, da, 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 whatever. Like five minutes later, she's like, mind you, we don't talk about this again. She just comes in five minutes later and she starts scrolling on 30, the 30 on the later. phone and then she blocks the the person. And so yeah. I'm like, I didn't even know the person. So I'm just like, 
what what's going on? And mind you, I still don't know that she's really mad. I think she's joking. So I'm like, can I tell you something? Huh? I think, and I think this goes for Kevin and possibly Melissa as well. My biggest pet peeve with Anthony, which we're working through now, I cannot stand when he plays dumb. I don't be. I don't oh, see what I do. I don't play OnlyFans. I don't even know what OnlyFans is. I thought it was a place that sold OnlyFans for people who were high as temperature things like that. I did not know that it was a sexually explicit website where people sell nudes and the like. So she's saying, "How do I not know?" So okay, okay. My let's, nerves are bad right now. Okay, so apparently everyone's mad. So I didn't. I didn't fully get it. So she comes and then she she blocks the girl and then she walks out. So I'm still. Like, okay, that happened, but I don't know that she's mad. Then she fucked the girl on Doughboy's Instagram. Then the funniest thing, hold on. The funniest thing about this, though, is when you told me this, I was like, Melissa would have absolutely did that. And <laughs> I would have still been in trouble. And she had to block somebody on my Instagram. And you probably like, that's a fan. What is you doing? So, so then I'm just sitting there. So then she comes back in the room. And so I'm like, I'm thinking it's like a funny thing. I'm like, oh, okay, what's up? You mad? Like, and then, so she's in the frame with me. And then people on the live are like, Hey, doe, you need to read the room. She ain't happy right now. She's mad. I'm like, of course not. She's good. And then they were like, say sorry, say sorry, say sorry, say sorry. Oh, so I turned to her. I said, wait, are you really mad? And she was just like, read your comments. And so then I go and I read the comments. And they kept saying, say sorry, say sorry. So then I turned to her and I'm like, sorry? And then she gets mad that I said sorry. She's like, are you serious right now? I'm like, you told me to look at the screen and read the comments. And they said, say sorry. Is that what you wanted? Then she just, she said, listen, I'm going to just No, say, no, no, no. Uh, What I said. Do you want to come on the camera? They're, they're just hearing your voice. Absolutely not. Okay, right. Absolutely not. Okay. But no, um, he did that. Okay. And I left. Yes. And I left because he had just got off of his live with Tony. So his live had like 500 people in it. So me trying to be respectful, I say, hey, look, you got a lot of people in here right now. We're not going to do this. But guess what Anthony does? Because I thought she yes, was playing, and I thought though. it was a funny time. What'd he do? I was like, he's like, no, tell me. I'm like, what's wrong? I'm thinking said, okay. she's joking, and then, but she's really mad. And so then, by the time I get off the phone, she's full blown angry. Okay, so that's just one. That's one. That's one of the situations. So it was situations like that. That by the time when did I call you? Saturday, Sunday? Uh, no. What's no Sunday? Sunday then? Yeah, Sunday. Hey. By the time I called you Sunday, I was ready to exit the relationship. I just figured it was the best thing to do. Not saying that that's the smartest thing, but I was just like, and I don't ever really call you. So I'm just like, man, this just got, and it's not that I'm be trying to like hold that over her head or nothing. That's not that. It's just, I don't always know. How, and I feel like in my mind, if we're arguing all the time, I'm making you unhappy. You're making me unhappy. Maybe that means we're supposed to break up. So I called Kev. I'm like, Kev, man, it's crazy, man. I think this is probably it. I haven't been talking to you about it. I should leave. And he's like, well, what is it? I'm like, I don't know, man. She's always there, man. She, I'd be there and then she'd be there. So we just basically got to flush it out, all the issues. And then Kat just basically reiterated to me. He was just like, bro, everybody's going through this right now. Why don't you just get out of the house a little bit when you can? You can go to the office. You can work there. There's nobody there. Maybe just some space in between you guys sometimes would not have you just, and then you even gave me some examples about yourself, how like in the morning you'll go for a walk, you'll be by yourself, different things like that. But the biggest thing that you were saying is that, you know, it's important when we're selling stuff online. And I know that we all shop online a lot, 
But did you know that you can make online shopping even better, Kevin? You can with Honey. Honey is the free online shopping tool that saves you money. Honey automatically finds you the best promo codes and applies them to your cart, which makes online shopping finally feel as easy as it's supposed to be. Now, Kev, you know, mm. we're in the middle of the, the stuff going on outside and I can't always go outside. I'm always looking for different things and I'm always trying to find stuff. I'll be looking for coupons and I'm trying to save money. I go to Honey all the time. They get me straight every time I need it. Listen to this. Honey has found it's over 18 million members, over $2 billion in savings. Oh. Did you know Honey supports over 30,000 stores online and they're adding more every day? What Users, you love, users love Honey. That's why it has over 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store. Now listen to this. Not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It's free to use and installs in just a few seconds. Plus, it's backed by PayPal, so you know it's good. Get oh, honey yeah. Join at honey.com slash RR. R-R. That's join honey.com slash RR. Okay, so, you know, when I talk to you, you know, you just, you know, and I won't go into everything that we talked about. It's not important, but the main point of what we talked about was just, yo, sometimes being around somebody 24-7 with no alone time in, in small areas, you know? And so basically what I've done the last two days, like I went to the office yesterday, I worked there, I came home after nobody was at the office, came home, bro, it's like we're complete 180, like, and I talked to her about everything. I told her, I was like, hey, I talked to Kev, this is what he was saying. She was like, I agree, let's do it. Cause she, apparently she be getting tired of me too. I'm about so to say, can you imagine being in the house with you 24 hours a day talking about nothing? Every day, what do you think about apple slices? I like them. <laughs> Granny Smith or Red Delicious, both are good apples. You know what? I haven't had Brie in a while. That's a good cheese. But Parmesan is my favorite. Foxes, you know, the inherent problem with foxes, they've got the white part of their tail. It's like, okay, Sonic the Hedgehog, tails. He has two tails. That's not even really ridiculous. And you know what? I think Barack Obama... A little bit overrated as a president. I didn't even vote for him anyway. Voting is overrated. You know what? I don't like, I don't like Minneapolis. As a city, so many letters. The Mall of America. Oh, look at me. I got a Viking. I'm cold. Hey, Minneapolis, you're an idiot. <laughs> Bruh, when you said, hey, I think we need some time to power, I'm going to go to the office. You, I'm surprised she wasn't not like, yes. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yes, she was. And so that's what we learned, man. I just, cause man, like that's my biggest thing, man. Like whatever happens with me and Tony, I just want to give it my best effort. I just want to try. And I just like, I'd be like, You're the getting up type of dude for these relationships. You'd be like, I told you this on the phone. I said, you don't see, you don't see solutions. You only see problems. And when you don't see the solution, you're like, all right, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm off that. But you got to work through the problem. If you're serious about her or being serious in a long-distance relationship or a, a, a long-term relationship, a committed relationship, you're living together, the answer ain't always going to be, I, want, I don't want to be with you no more. Right. Because yeah. then you haven't learned anything about, you still going to be annoying with the next person. If y'all don't work out, you're going to be annoying with your own person. Just am you I by really yourself. Am I, am I, I'm really annoying. Yes. No. You are. You, you, you abhor silence. When we were on the tour, I realized, I was like, you cannot just be like, 
I don't know why. I've, I've, See, look at that. Three seconds. <laughs> you can't take it. You cannot take – we used to be in the car, and I feel like the first year we had all had like a vibe. Me, Tony, to hear – even Melissa and Josh, we are very similar in the like – we just chill it. You be like, after them long, used to get so frustrated because after I would perform two shows, the Love Hour and the comedy show, and immediately after, you were doing, this isn't shade, this is just the fact. Seven minutes, and you wanted to go out to eat after every show. I'd be like, yo, I'm tired. Come on, man, we never hang out. We are literally together for four days out of a seven-day weekend all the time. I'm not hungry. We don't talk. We don't do anything. You guys just go back to your room. I'm exhausted. I perform twice every night. I don't want to do nothing. I, I think I'll be a needy person. I'll just be needing conversation. It'd be a lot. So, But we, we found some common ground, man. Like, And that's what I love about our relationship. And that's why I... You know, I don't bring everything public and talk about everything public, but the things that I feel, if somebody could look at it and be like, hey, I go through that. I'm glad he said it. I can apply it here. Because I was like, I can't be the only person that's getting sick. No, me and Melissa saw this article right when the quarantine happened. And it was like the amount of divorces have increased like a crazy amount. And I think people are not used to spending that much time with their spouse. Me and Melissa have been together 20 years, married for 15, we have never spent this much time together. Even before the quarantine, we both worked from home. We came to the office to shoot. I had shoots. I had meetings. I had all this stuff going on. I would travel for half the week. I've never been in the house with my kids this much. Even on vacation, you go out, you do stuff, all that stuff. This, none of that stuff is happening. So things that you might not have realized that, you know, you don't get along with your spouse if you go from seeing them, like I was, we actually did the, the, the math. When I worked at All Deaf, I left the house at like, I believe seven o'clock or 7.30, 7.30 to drop the boys off at school. I wouldn't see Melissa from 7.30 until usually 7.30 when I got home, maybe even eight, depending on traffic. And then you was going to bed at like 9.30. 9.30, 10 o'clock. So, so in our relationship, a day with her. three hours. On, on five days a week. On the weekends, when I wasn't on tour, you know, you're at home together, you know, but with soccer and this and that, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if it's 24 hours, it ain't that, but that's two days out of the week. People are not used to 24 hours a day every single day for weeks on end. Especially if you were cheating on your spouse, you can't even cheat. You can't leave the house. You're like, bro, only reason we was together is because I was cheating on you most of the time after work. Now I can't even do that. I just gotta be up here looking at you being with you, I can't. I don't even have the chance to cheat on you. So, what are some of the things that you do? Because even you, in a successful marriage that you've had, um, but you you still get that uh, a long time on a date. How do you do that? Because I think it'll help some people out there in this pandemic and everything that's going on. How do you find moments just to get some Kevin time? Uh, Melissa and I both have, thank the Lord, we have spaces in our house that are different. So she'll go down and this. I don't want to speak for her, but I'm going to ask her. Listen, you've been needing a long time with the house. She'll go downstairs, fold clothes, watch stuff on Netflix that don't include me. She was watching Black Aff the other day. She was watching The Innocence Files. She don't necessarily call me down to say, hey, do you want to watch it? she just be like, she don't even say nothing. she just go downstairs, 
eat breakfast, cook breakfast for us, and then she'll stay down there. I'll be going in my room, watching the office, the boys be in their room, like, and then we'll also spend time together, you know, as a family watching a movie or something like that, or me and Melissa watching something together, uh, Ozark or whatever. But I think it's okay to realize that you are your own per in a relationship, you're your own person in a relationship with someone else. Right. And I think we try to make, we need to do everything together. We need to watch every show together. We need to spend all the time together. And we forget that when you're dating, you're not, you're not spending all that time together. You know, you still got to do things that you want to do, eat things that you want to eat. It was even as simple as like, this is relatively recent. Melissa was like, I don't want to say we used to get into it, but it'd be like, we felt like we needed to agree on <clears throat> one order from Postmates. We're both hungry. <laughs> so what do you think about Chick-fil-A? And I'm like, I don't really want that. But I do really want that. She's like, I don't really want that. I want Chipotle. And I'm like, I don't really want Chipotle. <laughs> but we realized you can order Chipotle and I can order Chick-fil-A. And you could both be eating what you want. Like, we don't have to order from the same place. Of course, you know, you got to pay two delivery fees and things like that. But like, just the freedom of being like, I don't want that. Just yesterday, she ordered Chipotle. And I was like, nah, I don't really want that. But so the time that, the food came here, I was like, no, I did. I did want that. <laughs> you think something that subtle can still make you feel like you still have a piece of individuality? So I think a lot of us were, I, I think this was a movie, You Complete Me. Remember that from Jerry Maguire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Complete Me. I feel like we all, a lot of us went into marriages and relationship in this You Complete Me thing. Like, I need you to be a complete person. And I think Will Smith said this. I met him uh, in January. Mm. Um, you don't comp I don't know exactly how I phrase it, but essentially I am my own whole person and you are your own whole person. And we are together. We are in a relationship. I'm responsible for my happiness. You're responsible for your happiness. I am not responsible for your happiness. And even the love hour, um, Dr. Lori J. Watson, Lori Watson. She said, you're not even responsible for your partner's orgasm. Wait, what? Hold on. Oh, you are not responsible for your a partner's orgasm. That's if there is something that you're supposed to be responsible for. That's absolutely what you're supposed. That's to That's what I thought. If you don't bust, <laughs> because I didn't do my job, right? I messed up. She was saying that sometimes you have sex, it feels good, and you don't finish, right? Think about ice cream, your favorite ice cream, whatever it is. If you have a pint of it, what is it? Mint chip. Mint chip, though. You got a pint of mint chip, right? Whole pint. If you eat a third of it, you're having a good time, and you put the rest in the freezer, you didn't finish it, but does that mean you didn't enjoy what you had? No, I, I guess no. I never thought of it like that. That was a good amount. I don't necessarily have to eat the whole no, thing to enjoy I, it. I would argue that me eating the ice cream would give me the filling that I'm uh, that would equivalent in orgasm if I'm having sex. Well, yeah. I, wait, what do you mean? Okay, if I'm eating no finishing cream, moment of like finishing the ice cream. I'm eating the ice cream. It's giving me that ah uh, every time I take a bite. Yeah, and that's like one pump. Each bite is like one pump. Oh, a pump. Okay. A pump. okay, okay. And when you finish the ice cream, you're like ah. Ah, ah right. So in wow. my mind, up into this part of my relationship, if it doesn't work if, 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 if Melissa don't see the promised land I have not done my job and she was like no it doesn't have to be like that and honestly your partner is responsible for you know you there's a lot more that goes into an orgasm than just like the feeling you got to be in the right headspace 
temperature. Apparently, you're less likely to orgasm if you if you're cold, if you like if your feet are cold. So even like putting socks Wait, on. Temperature has something to do with your bro, ability to have an orgasm? Temperature. Because think wow. about it. If you are cold, right? Mm-hmm. Or too hot. You are thinking about that. Like, oh, man, it is freezing in here. If you're having sex and you're freezing, you're like, man, this feels good, but I am. Like, if you're tense, right? If you're tense, that's going to be harder to reach the promised land. If you're tense. If you're like the right temperature, you're like, oh, I'm more relaxed. Orgasm is the absence. Remember, she said it's the absence of like all those inhibitors. The orgasm is the absence of all the inhibitors. Letting go of what's in your mind. If you're stressed out at work, whatever, kids getting on your nerve, you're not feeling great about yourself, you're not feeling pretty, handsome, whatever, like, <clears throat> you're cold, you're hot, you ate too much. There's so many more factors, for women at least. For men, uh, I don't, that, that's not as common for men, but we can, there's a lot of stuff that now, can be. Hold on, so by that rationale, what <clears throat> you're saying is true. Let's just say I'm in a relationship with Tony. She's had a terrible day that's going to make all of those different things for her impossible to get to the promised land. She comes home, we do the do, and then she doesn't orgasm. I instantly take this as a personal failure, but it really had nothing to do with me at all? A lot of times it has nothing to do with you. Now, I feel you, Kev. I feel you. But listen, they got it wrong. And we're always going to get things wrong. That's just life. But there are some things we can get right, like shopping for life insurance. That's where Policy Genius comes in. Now, you know I've been trying to get my stuff together. I've been working on getting my credit together, trying to get my financial portfolio together, and I needed to get life insurance because that's very important. So I went over, I hollered at the people over at Policy Genius. They got me all together. Now I'm chilling and I got life insurance. But listen to this. So even if you look back on your triple denim days in distress, you'll never be distressed about life insurance with Policy Genius. In just a few minutes, you can find your best price and apply at PolicyGenius.com. We all get things wrong from time to time. At least we can get life insurance right with Policy Genius. Now listen to this. Policy Genius makes finding the right life insurance a breeze. In minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find your best price. You can save fifteen hundred or more a year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. So this is very interesting, Kevin. I did not know. You should watch the Love Hour, bro. The Love Hour is a great podcast for marriages and relationships, and single people. There's a lot of work you can do on your own prior to relationship. A lot of work you can do if you're in a committed relationship. A lot of work you can do in your marriage. A lot of things I'm learning. Like I never I never professed to be like a love expert, but I thought because I was married to Melissa and we've been doing the podcast for three years, I'm like, I probably know more than most men. Bro, I be in there learning like, no, what? You what? Oh no, huh? Let me ask, let me ask you this, and this, and then after this we can move on because I don't want to turn this into a whole therapy session. But I do want to ask you this: How can I change the fact of every time we get into it, I'm running to the to the alarm and I'm ready to get out of here? Like I know that's I a got one word for you. What's up? Four syllables. Fair. Uh, P he. Three that's- syllables. <laughs> I saw all the letters. I was like, there's got to be one between these two. There's some inherent problems you have with yourself that are bleeding out into your relationships, to your workout stuff, to your alcoholism, that if unchecked, um, there are symptoms from the unresolved issues that are spilling out in ways you don't understand. And until you understand them, 
you won't be able to process them. When I went, one of the best things about therapy for me um, is I thought I knew what I was going to learn in there. Right? <laughs> my real dad wasn't there. I'm a baby. Why nobody love me? I know I know daddy now. Why he left me on the curb, holding that baseball glove, holding that ball. He's out of town. <laughs> I don't know why I just wrote a rock song. <laughs> but there's simple stuff like my parents were working regular jobs and running a business. They didn't come to my sports games. So in my life now, I'm like, Melissa, you got to come to everything with me because I need somebody in my corner. It took me going to therapy to realize that I was putting the pressure on her to do what my parents didn't do when I was in seventh grade. And she's a whole woman with her own life. And she didn't realize when she wasn't coming, I was like, see, now you're not on my side. And you're just like them. And you abandoned me too. And I'll show you. I'll show you all. I don't need a wife to come into the meeting with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was ridiculous to put that on her. She, she's in these meetings like, Kevin, I don't have nothing to do in here. I'm not going to go all the way down to Beverly Hills and sit in me now. I got nothing to say. I got to pick the boys up. I got to do this, do that. And then at the same time, she's like, I want to be a mother. I want to cook dinner for my kids. We travel all the time. Like, so we're clashing on stuff. That had nothing to do with my real dad. Nothing to do with, like, and my parents weren't even, like, bad parents. Like, they really, you know, there's, and it's crazy also how small things, small memories will be, like, such big anchor points of your life. Like, yes. one specific, so I played basketball all my life. As a kid, AAU, high school, and then college in a mural league, right? One game in El Paso, 10th grade, I came home from a, a home game at Irvine High School, came back to the house. My grandma didn't pick me up. My mom couldn't drive, so she never could pick me up. I get home, and my whole family, mom, grandma, sister, is just in the living room watching TV. And I'm like, fam, why didn't y'all come to the game? They were just like, <laughs> it just didn't have no answer, bro. Now, here's the crazy thing, though. I never even asked them to come to the game. I never even asked. But in my memory, my memory has been constructed, not that I didn't ask. And it's they that they didn't. There. They should have right. been, been there without asking. Well, if it's that important, maybe, I, and I know if I'd have said, hey, mom, grandma, it's really important for you guys to come to my games, at right. least some of them. There's no way they would have just been like, oh, shut up, we ain't going. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Did that bother you for a long time, like that particular game? No. It is the clear – I have, like, four basketball memories of all that life – all that time I played basketball, mostly negative. Tenth grade, they didn't come. In twelfth grade, I had a a double-double, 27 and 12 against Yelm. I hit threes. I blocked somebody's shot out of bounds. 27 and 12? 27 and 12. Against our rival, I crossed their best player over. He fell, and I shot the ball and hit the backboard. And did, <laughs> did it hit the rim? Really? I was so surprised that he fell. I was like, like oh, oh. Like, oh, oh that one. I mean, big boy, crossed him, bow. He fell, and then I was like, <laughs> I like Spice Adams, bro. I'm talking about hit the backboard, and I just ran back like, man, that was terrible. But I was so surprised that he fell, right? So I have that memory. And then when I was, like, in seventh grade, my AAU team had won a tournament, and we could go to Disneyland to play. And we all had to raise 200 bucks. 
And I was like, you know, they give you the little box candy and stuff. I was like, dad, I'm going to sell this candy. I'm going to you know, pay my way there. He was like, nope, you're not going to go. And I was like, what? I'm, I don't even need nothing from you. Mind you, what he didn't tell me is that 200 was just the thing that we could sell to like help cover the cost. But there was a flight, hotel, there was way more cost. And he didn't have it, but he didn't want to say, I don't got it. He was just like, man, I'm sorry, son. Like, you can't go. So in my mind, I was like, you are the enemy. You don't want to see me reach my dreams, right? And I didn't know he was just flat broke. He was like, bro, I don't have, like, I want you to not be good at basketball because all this traveling and stuff, I don't have money for you to be doing that, right? So I don't know if you've seen the movie Inside Out. Um, I haven't, but I think I need to. Oh, dude. So in the movie Inside Out, basically it starts off, all of our emotions are like these colors. Full red is joy. Full blue is sadness. Uh, I'm sorry. Full red is anger. Full blue is sadness. Full yellow is like softness, whatever, right? And as a baby, you only have pure emotions. You're either happy or sad or angry or hungry. But as you grow, you have complex emotions. So this one girl's memory, so the way the movie happens, Joy is the leader of the body for the majority of life. And she's always trying to push sadness down, push sadness down, push sadness down, right? So in this girl's memory, she's starting to get colors in her memory balls. It's an amazing movie. Please, please, please watch it. I'm gonna watch it. So here's what happens. Sadness is a necessary feeling for your development, right? So this memory this little girl had, she has it of her team uh, celebrating with her and they're jumping up and down. They're having like this great moment, this occasion. And Joy's like, I'm responsible for that. So they play the tape back. And what happened was the team had lost and the girl was feeling sad. And what happened is her team had came over to cheer her up. And all she remembers is the joy part, but she doesn't remember that she felt sadness. And these are the complex emotions that we have, right? So in my own mind, I'm taking these, these things and I'm making them only the bad part of my parents, of my mom, of my dad, or whatever. And then I had to really realize in my therapy, like, I was like, one, I never asked my parents. Two, for the most part, they were really supportive and busy. Three, where they were poor, so they were mostly at work. And four, that was a long time ago, right? So I'm holding on to this bitterness, anger, blah, blah, blah. For no reason. And you run with that for, for your whole for life. Ever, bro. It you, was a misunderstanding. Because you looked at it like, you didn't want me to do this because you don't believe in me. All I needed to do was sell this $200. And you are hating on me when that really wasn't even a case. I wonder how many situations we all have in life like Oh, that. so many. That's because funny. we paint the narrative in our mind that best suits what we want the truth to be. We are the best authors of the, and if no one ever challenges that, we are completely justified and right. I am right because no one ever, and that's what therapy really does. It challenges some of the notions that have been unchallenged. Like Melissa's not, she's a great wife, a lover, great mother, great everything. She is not a professional therapist. So she doesn't know how to ask the questions to get me to open up about that stuff. She wants to, but she, these people are trained, they are professionals. The same way you know how to make somebody laugh strategically and even play a character that doesn't look like a character. This woman knows how to do that job. So now I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've been tripping. Like I've been tripping me. And I'm in there not wanting to go to therapy thinking it's all this stuff about my real dad. And there's more stuff that is small, minuscule, little things that 
perfect example. No. Ricky Bobby, you seen Talladega Nights? I did. <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last, right? <laughs> this man lived his whole life on that one sentence. He asked his dad, "Why'd you say that?" He was like, "Man, I don't know. I was high. I was, <laughs> I was high. You could be second. You could be third. You could be fourth. Whatever you want. Yeah, you could even be fifth." <laughs> And he lived his whole life off a sentence this man don't even remember saying. And that's how we be with our lives. Like, even if he meant it, like, that's one thing. Like, you're re really, like, programming your whole life off of one casual comment off of somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what therapy is really good for. You'll start to realize, like, when I thought I had corona and I didn't realize it at the moment. And then I'm reading that, the high blood pressure thing. Remember I was telling you I had high blood pressure? Yeah. I didn't know that was a symptom. Recently that came out. I'm like, oh, my gosh. That's why I had high blood pressure, right? But if I hadn't read that article, I still would be freaking out because the doctor canceled my appointment because of the corona. He was like, man, we're not seeing nobody. If you sick, man, stay over there. <laughs> Heart medicine stuff, we cannot risk it. Hey, man, go run a couple laps, man. We got real stuff going. <laughs> but luckily, my blood pressure went down. But that's how we be for life, man. We, you know, and, and even now in technology, people could have text you something. Think about our text chat with Pat the other day. I don't want to go into detail, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we like almost got into it and realized we ain't even saying the same thing. We're done. And by text, there's no tone, there's no context. You read text messages the way you feel. Not necessarily the way the person intended them to to be interpreted, mm -hmm. but sometimes you never even you know there've been times we've been like let me call you because you know text, you know what I'm saying you it, it sounds away and I don't want to trip right but sometimes we don't do that we like nah she said something crazy on the text and I'm just like nah man I forget it it's whatever you know what I'm saying so yeah I, I said a lot why do you, why is it that you think and the, and then, like I said and I, I love this hearing things like this but why do you think that like with something as important as mental health and how paramount it is to all of our lives, why do you think we don't take that seriously? I'm glad that we are now and it's great. Like you're going to therapy, I'm getting into it. But why do you think like that that's because something that we didn't take serious for so in long? Our, in my life, <laughs> Jesus fixes it all. Mm. You, even in the Bible, there were some people who had demons and stuff. They might have just had mental health. They're like, man, this man is a schizophrenic. They're like, no, nah, man, he had demons. <laughs> you know? like, so in the black church, and I think this comes from history, right? In the black church, the pastor had to be everything. He had to be your marriage counselor. He had to be your financial advisor. He had to be a therapist because we didn't have access to, to these services right we didn't have the money so then it became taboo either by necessity or because i can't pay for you to go to therapist i can't pay for the medicine so we just go and pray praying is free now nothing against prayer nothing against church but if i broke my arm no one would say go to your pastor you know have him pray for it you would say man you got to go to a doctor to have him reset the bone have a cast get medicine but in mental health and matters of the heart, we're like, pastor got it. Man, pastors are just another person. Mm. They aren't professionals at anything else but being a pastor. Now, sometimes they actually are. Sometimes your pastor is a therapist and he has a you know LMFT. Sometimes a financial advisor. But none of them are all of those things. Nobody's a pastor and has an M, uh, uh, MA in, in financial advising and is a clinical psychologist and is a licensed LMFT. Like they just had to be everything 
because we had nowhere else to go. So we made it taboo in the in the black community. I think I don't know if this is true. I think because we didn't have access to the services, they didn't want a little bit crazy. That's Uncle Reggie. He know he just be like that, something like that. Nah, he, black parents, we can't. You can't be depressed, boy. Why? You ain't. What you got to be depressed about? Nah, I, I, I hear you, Kev. I mean, I'm just saying, like that comes as a surprise. But you know what comes as no surprise? It comes as no surprise that we're all stuck in our homes for a while. Beastbody On Demand is the easy-to-use streaming service that gives you instant access to over 1,300 super effective workouts suited for anybody at any time. The secret to getting results is getting started. Now, you know I'm trying to get down to 225 by the 4th of July. So I went ahead and I started, I signed up for the Morning Meltdown 100. Every morning I get up, I get up, I get that good burn, I get that good sweat, and I feel good to start my day so I can stay committed to hitting my goals by the time I said I was going to hit them. Now listen to this. This is the company behind P90X, Insanity, and 21 Day Fix. Now check out some of Beastbody's newest programs like Morning Meltdown 100 and 80 Day Obsession and start every day strong. Workouts as short as 10 minutes that don't require extra equipment. In the time it takes you to drive and park at the gym, you could be finished working out. I really want you to try this service because it works and I'm living proof. And right now, my our listeners can get a special free trial membership when you text RR to 303030. You will get full access to this entire platform for free. All the workouts, the nutrition information and support, totally free. Again, just text RR to 303030. What other crazy stuff have you been getting into during the quarantine? We know about the babyface battle. Who did you pick overall? You took babyface? Listen, babyface didn't even get into the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack, which he wrote and produced every song. Every song. Babyface just decided on one song, I'm going to play the guitar and I'm going to sing it. Teddy Roddy about lost his mind. He was like, oh, we could do instruments. <laughs> Whole location change. Ran to the part of the studio he should have been in from the beginning because the Wi-Fi was better over there. And then he playing the keys. Listen, Teddy, nobody, I don't think there's anybody who can go through the whole catalog with Babyface. Except maybe like Quincy Jones. Like, that's the only person that can go hit for hit. Actually, I don't even know if Babyface can really go with Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones. Yeah, Michael Jackson's whole – bro, Quincy Jones. So, did you watch the Quincy Jones documentary? No, but I this heard man, things about it. Bro, this man – I did not know this. First of all, there's Quincy Jones, the, 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 the musician, who he played with. Ray Charles, Count Basie, all them. That's just Quincy the player. How old is Quincy Jones? Quincy Jones, almost 90, I think. Really? This man. So then he just took a break, right? And then he was just arranging Frank Sinatra's whole work. What? Bro, Frank Sinatra. This is way before our time, so I was well unaware of this. I didn't know about Quincy Jones until Michael Jackson. So then he does Michael Jackson stuff. And at the same time, he producing his own albums, bro. Like he produced and he produced Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Did he just make a TV show? <laughs> what are you talking about? Hold on, let me see how old Quincy Jones is. Quincy Jones just slept on. 
Jeez. You gotta watch that documentary, bro. I was like, bruh. Quincy Jones is nah, he gotta be 80 at least. He gotta be a hundred, hundred piece. He, he gotta be a hundred. He 87? Yeah. He don't look old, but he don't look old he like does, that. Though. He does. He don't look 87. Oh no, he absolutely looks 87. He don't look a day over 63. He looks a day over 86. No, I don't think Bro, so. Have you looked at Quincy Jones? Let me look at him in the last time I seen him. Hold on a second. Quincy Jones, Quincy Jones was also probably an alcoholic. He, he, he went right up to the line and said that. He absolutely <laughs> looks 87, though. He looks Hold great. On. Hold on. Oh, I can't he show looks. Hold on. He do not look 87. Well, okay. Uh, I guess if Bro, though, he looks old. Okay. But shout out to him, though, so. Yeah, so, anyway, I, me and Melissa were trying to, like, Teddy Riley, he, he, you know what he did do? What? It was like when you watch a great boxer and somebody who you thought was clearly outmatched and they have a good fight. You're like, oh, oh dude, dude is with him. Like, mm-hmm. but then Babyface, Babyface is shade E. I seen one part. One part that I saw because I was going in and out of it. I had to watch it on yours in the, in he was the, in the overflow. overflow. He had said, yeah, man, uh, I made this song for one of my friends, man. He was a good guy, man. I made the song for him. And Babyface was like, you sure you don't want to keep it for yourself? I was like, Babyface. Babyface. So, <laughs> I'm going to tell you the part I thought was the rudest, most shadiest statement ever. I think Teddy Riley was playing a Janet Jackson song. He played one song and and baby was like, "Did you, did you write that? Did you, did you? Oh, remix! Oh, oh! I didn't know we could do remixes. I don't do that. Hilarious! <laughs> I said, "Oh, I don't do remixes." Yo, bruh, he's shady. All original over here. Oh, remix. Oh. But see, I feel like he's the type of dude to hit you with shade, and you don't even understand he hit you in sh- with shade. Bro, somebody like, said. Later, you'd be like, wait, wait, wait. What did you? <laughs> Three ago. Somebody on Twitter said, Babyface the type of dude you get in a fight with, and people be like, bro, I thought he was cool. He was like, it was just something about that guy. His vibe was mad disrespectful. And that's it. Babyface was like, you, he called Teddy Riley on the phone, and he was like, man, I'm about to get on one more song. I'm going to get out of here. Like, <laughs> that part played before Teddy uh, put it to his ear, uh, put, took it off speaker. So he had said a whole bunch of shady stuff like that, like, man, it was cool what you do with your little music. Anyway, here's another number one hit that I did. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, looked, it looked so messed up because it just felt like Babyface had much more mastery over his technology. Bro. So he was just... The first battle, the first battle, Teddy Riley was on one. This man was hell-bent on having the live performance of his life. He could not fathom that Instagram live on his phone and his website streaming simultaneously was going to feedback. He's like... We like, bro, we can't hear nothing. Why was, why was he dancing with the music? This boy, there was just so many funny parts about that. Spice Adams had such a video. He kept putting the ring doorbell sound in there. Do, do, do. It was, bro. But that was really a sound in there. People was ringing the door. He had 38 people. Nobody knew, hey, we should read the comments to make sure it hears 
We right. hear what they hear. Tony said that they kept blaming Babyface and sound like, they what did. are you doing over there? They was like, Babyface is over there. Uh, it, it's the sound on your side. Babyface was like, I'm here by myself, social distancing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how it could be me because I'm here alone, social distancing. You got, <laughs> what he was really saying is you got 88 niggas. <laughs> And nobody can figure out the sound. I, Babyface never gonna go on Instagram live ever again in his Bro. life. Never, ever, never. He never, started to look ever. agitated at points like, man, hurry up. Bro, he wanted to be done with it. I did not know that Babyface wrote that song or produced that Eric Clapton song, um, Change the World, I think it was. Babyface worked with Eric Clapton? Bro. Karen White, Boys to Men, Tony Braxton, Whitney Houston. I mean, just every. But Teddy made some. He made some hits too. He had some Michael Jackson songs that I didn't. I. I don't. Did he do Remember the Time? He had played Remember the Time. I was like, bro, Teddy was. And he. He. I feel like Teddy ushered in different eras of music. Like New Jack 100%. Swing was the whole vibe. Like, New Jack Swing. Teddy know? Roddy is almost one hundred percent credited for that but somehow against babyface it just really didn't matter because <laughs> babyface had them slow songs on deck teddy was like i'm gonna take it back to the clubs <laughs> babyface had another slow song <laughs> i go back to the clubs <laughs> yeah babyface said you like the club i like the bedroom teddy was like all i got is the club somebody on twitter said that babyface is the wedding teddy riley is the reception that is a good... That's uh, fair. They're both impactful, but Babyface has made so many timeless hits with timeless artists. He had, like, he has your number one song. Like, he had Tevin Campbell, Can We Talk? He can had we talk? Tony, Bro, can we talk uh, for a minute? Uh, a minute. Bro. Uh, yeah, right, I'm going to just I'll do that a little bit. I always sing and expect somebody to be like, hey, man, it's a nice voice, and that never happens. <laughs> I'll never get like, man, you should do something with that. Why? It never happened. I just be, I just do, be do, thinking one day I'm saying somebody be like, very best. Do your very best. Can we talk? I'm gonna tell you if you sound good. Can we talk for a minute, girl? I want to know your name. <laughs> No, listen, no, listen. You actually hit a couple no, listen, that were smooth. I closed my eyes and I imagined you over there like, <laughs> but I know you weren't doing that. Why? <laughs> I just want to sing. I want to. Is, I, I want the same thing in my voice be coming out just like yours. In my head. Let me bro, hear I you sing it. Let me, let me hear you sing it. Can we talk for a minute? Girl, I want to know your name. See? Same I think thing. I low-key was better than you, though. I, I don't know. I think we're both terrible, and that's fine. Let me tell you what happened really funny, though. You know how you feel like you can sing in your head, like in, in your earphones, right? So I was singing Jamie Foxx's uh, Brady Bunch, which is my favorite stand-up comedy joke of all time, right? <laughs> Bro, I told Liz, I said, man, I'm, you know what the problem is? I, I just got to feel like I'm in my car. Yo, I put my Bose, <laughs> my Bose uh, uh, noise-canceling headphones on, right? Turned it, clicked it on, turned them all the way up, went into my little shooting space, sang this song to where I could not hear myself. 
went to edit the video, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Is this what I – who are you singing to, cats? Yo, when I tell you it was the – I'm talking about Bray G. Bunch, I said – I mean – I thought I w- I thought me and Jamie were one. <laughs> I thought me and Jamie were one voice, one sound. Bro, I sound like tires peeling off in a, in a parking garage. And Melissa was like, I was like, listen, this is how it sounds. She was like, I be trying, I try to tell you. It not, it not sound the way you think it do sound. It do not. I hate it because I, I, it's something that I've always wanted to excel in and it ain't in the car. You, you can learn it, but you have to have a professional teach you. Uh, this dude, uh, Stevie Mackey, was telling me great singers are great hearers. And what they have to hear is the note they want and the sound that they're the mouth, the sound that's coming out of their mouth and match those two. Mm. And that's why I don't know how to harmonize because I can't hear what note I'm supposed to do. And I can't, even if I could hear it, I can't make my voice do it. I never. What I can do sometimes, I can sing. Like when I was in the junior choir at church, they—if you put a strong tenor next to me, I can copy what you do. Mm-hmm. But if you don't sing, I'd be like, Hallelujah, <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're, so you're like tone deaf, like pitch deaf. I would probably am tone deaf. I'm probably all the things bad that you can be. Man, I'm still figure. getting vocal co- I'm getting vocal lessons. I want to prove that if you if you take your time and you understand the mechanics of singing, you can probably sound better. But I don't think I can ever be what a like a I don't know. Do you think a, a singer can be natural born? I think you have to be natural born. I don't think you okay, can learn boom. how to sing. Can you can you learn how to sing? You can, I think. So listen to this. Why do you think Kiara Sheard can sing? I think it's because she grew up in a family of singers and spent her whole life basically practicing and being taught by masters, Mm. right? Erica Campbell's kids, my pastor, Mary Mary, all three of her kids can sing, right? But when they're just messing around, Warren is teaching his son how to play the bass and Erica is singing with her daughter. So if you have a person who is a Mm. professional musician as your parent, Jojo and Zayzay, infinitely going to be funnier than more kids, not only because I'm a comedian, but because they went on tour with us, sitting in that van, hearing me and you and Tone and Tahir hit jokes. Zayzay and JoJo be cracking me up. And I think it's because they're growing up with comedians. Same way Steph Curry was shooting around with Dale Curry all his life. His dad was already one of the best shooters. Steph just shooting with his dad, growing up around basketball, I think you have a better chance of being amazing at something if you are around people who are amazing at it. So then you think by that rationale, are we all born with the same vocal capabilities and then certain people can just train it better? I don't know. Cause see, I thought about that too. Like I think about that with LeBron. He's obviously has some, and and Jordan too. There is some innate athletic ability that he was born with that I do not have. Mm. And I think if I worked, this is why I stopped playing the bass. I realized when I was playing the bass and I told this old dude, he was a monster. I was like, yo, teach me that run that you did. Cause I could copy anything, right? He was like, man, I don't even know what I'd be playing. I just be playing, it just be coming out. I don't even know it. 
So I realized, man, I can copy you, but I can't create the way you can. And that's what I be thinking like about LeBron. Like he has the natural ability, him, Jordan, the greats. And then they also have the work ethic ethic. of like mastering that skill. I think if I worked as hard as LeBron does, I don't think I'd ever be anywhere near as good as he is at basketball. So by that rationale, it's safe to say that it's very rare for the the te- do you think the talent the, the 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 talent can be bigger than the desire to work on it so good to become good? Like do you, can you be born with the desire to make yourself great more than you can be what born with talent? About, Melissa? The greatness debate, are you great because you're talented or are you great because your work ethic? Or is your greatness your work ethic? Right. Because some people just be naturally good at stuff. And they like my nephew, Monique's son, Nehemiah, he just be flipping and he's stupid fast. And he always has been. He could just flip and run faster than most kids, like running two or three years older with him than him, just flipping naturally. Nobody in Melissa's family can flip. They're all fast though, but nobody can flip. So is he is athletic ability innate? I think so. I think part of it is, but like is work ethic innate? Because I have a crazy work ethic, but I also, my mom had a crazy work ethic. She worked three jobs. She also was an entrepreneur. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, three jobs and was an entrepreneur later on in life. So I kind of saw somebody working that hard my whole life. But is that because she, I saw her because she was my mom. Like Michael Vick was super talented, never did no film or nothing. Peyton Manning was not nearly as- But look how far that talent took him though. That, I know if he would have worked on it, but look how far just the sheer talent took him. Yeah. But Peyton Manning did all that work and didn't have Michael Vick's talent, and he went farther. He actually won a championship. Or Tom, or Tom, Tom Brady is a better example because he was a six-round draft pick. Yeah. That he, that yeah, but Michael Vick is easily a better athlete than both of them combined. But they are better quarterbacks than he is. Because they worked better. Because they worked better. So, but Michael Vick was also like, I don't have to because you can't catch me. Like, why do I need to be home? Because when you run to sack Peyton Manning, you're going to sack him. So he has to figure out how to get the ball out. When you run to sack Michael Vick, he's like, I'm out of there. So what do I need to learn? You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. Like, creativity, just like this quarantine thing, right? We would not have thought of some Instagram Live, the versus thing that Timberland and I'm doing, that doesn't happen if there's no coronavirus. Yeah. One, because they're both not just sitting at home. And two, because there's not a captive audience who's just like, oh, I'm, I'll watch it. Maybe face them, man. They, I think a, a stat said it was like three million people watched that at some point. And it would have been more if you could have got in. That was so crazy that you could. I've never seen nothing like that. Yo, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, friend of friend, the entertainment industry will not be the same after this. Oh, I know that. I know that. The fact that we have basically moved our, when we first started doing Zooms, remember we used to have to be like, guys, you got to understand, we can, and you know, Zoom is, sometimes we got, people been watching so much content on Zoom, they are more okay with it than they would have ever been prior to coronavirus. You adjust to what happens in real time. Bro, we, we came up with the debatables, which actually might be a better show on Zoom because you can actually mute the other people. You know, you're having to learn how to talk better because on Zoom you can't talk over people the way you do in real life, and you don't have the same feel of the room, you know, that you have in real life. So I think we'll see a lot of differences. Uh, 
coming out of this. Melissa said AMC ain't even supposed to come back as a movie That's theater. How is that going to work, bro? I loved going to the movies and out to eat. We got to figure out what life going to look like. I think life will come back eventually, but it, certain some things will never be the same, I think. <sighs> I don't think you'll ever, like prior to September 11th, like, like I said, you just walk through the thing, metal detector, go to the gate. We still fly, but it's not a smooth process. Like, it. it's not as smooth. Oh, and remember when, I, remember when I was telling you that the college system was never going to be the same, and you was like, and I was telling no, you. No, I did not college. do that. That's not what I was saying. I was no, saying I, they were already doing that. What I'm saying is, though, now it's colleges that's talking about not opening back up. I believe that. And now everybody is starting to, do, like, give up. The, they said, I think Harvard is letting that online curriculum go. Like, if everything goes and more online curriculum is pushed while we get through it, I think more people would be likely to keep doing it afterwards. Yeah, for sure. Because you could be like, hey, I ain't got to spend all that money. Oh, oh, yeah. This has been another installment of Righteous and Ratchet. I've been dope. Get your mask. So here's the crazy thing, though. While we've, I posted a video about these masks right before we started Righteous and Ratchet. When I posted it, we had 180 masks. Okay. There's 64. That's crazy. Oh, and while we're plugging things as well, right pack, y'all and everybody who's watching this video, I need a favor. I'm doing a lot more content on my own page. Go follow it. I am Doughboy TV. I-A-M-D-O-B-O-Y TV. I got a lot of stuff cooking over there. Please support me and subscribe to the video and watch my content. I would appreciate it. We will see the rest of you guys next week. Right pack. We'll see you later on this week. We got, I got, um, Who's a, uh, that's debatable. I got Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. Who's the best player of all time. And who you got, who you got arguing that? I got my boy, Ken, who's a, does he know basketball? He knows basketball. Ken Jr. Who's, who's a basketball fanatic. And I got LeJethro Drinkins to do LeBron. You got Jethro? Yeah. Let's go be lit. And then I got Beyonce versus Michael Jackson. Who's the greatest performer of all time to hear said Michael Jackson Angel said Beyonce. Oh, this is going to be lit. Look at us, man. Put stuff that was out. you. That was your idea. Cab on stage. Studio. Uh-oh. Stakes have purpose. I've been Doughboy. All right. Been Cab on stage. We'll see y'all next week. Peace, peace. peace.